For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. R slash credit. Married people. What did you not find out about your so until after you got married? That my wife was raised by children. Not literally. Her parents removed any sort of responsibility from her life. I can wake up any given morning and she is off to work and every light in the house is left on. Cups left on random tables. Clothes randomly thrown anywhere. Trash sitting on counters. She does no chores, pays barely any bills, and when she does it's late. I did a weak experiment. I normally clean up after her. I do the dishes, daily clean, laundry, yard work, pay bills, and maintain the breadwinning job. She's an amazing teacher. A week of this, and she was daily horrified by the trashiness of the house. She would go in clean mode every day which wasn't cleaning, and more relocating trash. She still didn't get it. I don't know what to do. I guess it's good she married a person who is very observant and a cleaner. Her parents still treat her, now 29, like a child. Not only do they expect irresponsibility, but they encourage it and demand it by treating her like their little baby girl. That means if they ask for something, their daily phone call, or time with grandchild, they expect to get it regardless of her schedule or mine. They raised her as a friend and now my wife is raising our daughter as a friend. To hell if you think I'm letting that happen. This evening I sent both of them to their respective rooms for childishness. Our daughter badly misbehaving and my wife thinking it's not a big deal. Fuck adulthood. I feel relieved. Throw away because I just don't want to deal with drama. So when I was dating my wife and we had the all too familiar who have you slept with conversation she talked about her previous boyfriends as one would expect. She dated one guy who was a model for Calvin Klein. She would hang out with him and his friends and they would all drop acid and smoke weed which I thought was pretty cool. All of his friends were a mix of girls and guys and while they didn't all have modeling contracts, they were all in very good shape. A lot of the time that they spent hanging out would usually end up with them all in their underwear doing flips and shit off of the furniture in his place. Now this guy was suffering from some sort of heart condition, so he couldn't really put on weight and that is how he was able to stay so thin, but unfortunately this condition was terminal and died after they had dated for a couple of years. I saw a couple of pictures of the guy once when she was cleaning out a box of old memories and she quickly tore them up. After he died she started dating one of the other guys in the group. That didn't last too long because he died in a car accident about 6 months after they started dating. She did also admit that she was raped once by some random guy in a recording studio and there was an attempted rape by one of her slash her boyfriend's friends that she used to hang out with. The latter was stopped when the aforementioned boyfriend walked in on them and he put the offender in the hospital. Fast forward several years and we are married and having problems. We go to see a counselor and after several sessions there is a question asked about traumatic sexual experiences and whether either of us has experienced any. 
she says that there are no such experiences and I stop her and say something, like I don't want to answer for you, but aren't you forgetting something? She then says something like well you aren't going to like this but. I lied about the rape. It turns out that none of that shit happened. She was basically a virgin, she had oral, and thought that these stories would make her more interesting. I was very mad at the time, but the therapist said that sometimes people do things that aren't easy to explain and that the mind of a developing child slash adult is often unpredictable. The incident actually helped me to look at the world from a different perspective. I now try to give people the benefit of the doubt when they do something mean or thoughtless because I don't have the foggiest idea of what is going on in their lives. Week 4 of marriage, I go to bed, and I'm talking to my wife about our feelings and goals. I feel like we get to a really good place in our relationship. However the next morning she doesn't remember any of it. I learn that she and her family are sleep talkers. A little hurt by the situation we come up with a plan that I just ask if she is awake. Then comes week 6 of being married, or as I like to call it my night of terror. It's 2.30 in the morning I'm dead asleep when I'm awakened by my wife screaming at the top of her lungs. At first I thought someone had broken into our apartment, so I went into fight mode and was ready to throw down. I jump out of bed look over and she is laying in bed with her side table light on. Her eyes are open and she is excruciatingly pissed. I have never seen my wife this mad and we had dated a year and a half. She starts screaming my name, first name, both middle names and our last name. Why are those kids playing in the street? You were supposed to be watching them. They got in the trash it's all over the place. At this point I'm not sure if she is sleep talking or not because her eyes are wide open and she is looking right at me. So I ask honey are you awake? Now at this point I didn't think that she could more mad at me. I was wrong. So very very wrong. She went to straight nuclear war. She somehow looks at me with so much anger that I can feel it in my gut and soul how pissed she is at me. She just screamed of course I am awake. In my head I don't even know what to do. I'm more terrified than ever before because I don't know what the hell is going on or what I just signed up for in marriage. After what feels like an eternity I finally ask her honey, what kids am I supposed to be watching? She pauses and just says the ones. In my head and goes back to sleep. I laid there in bed for the rest of the night. Pondering and questioning all of my life choices that brought me to that moment in my life. Yes I'm still married and love her even more now. She says some pretty funny crap in her sleep. This coming year I will be married to my husband for 10 years. At around year 6 I found out he was cutting and had done so when he was younger. He said he thought he suffered from depression, so we got him counseling. He bounced from med to med, but finally got one that seems to be helping. Year 8 he started drinking every night before bed. I thought nothing much of it because he has to be up early and it helped him sleep. The drinking got worse and worse as did his nightmares. I could hear him in the bedroom whimpering and crying out in his sleep. After a few months of this, he sat me down and told me that his sister, who is 5 years older, had molested him for 5 to 6 years, well up into her teens, when they were younger. He told me he felt dirty and guilty and that he'd been suicidal since he was very young. 
there had been small problems in our marriage, and along with his past problems, sent him into a fast downward spiral. Luckily the neighbor across the street came over and got him too drunk to function because he had planned to kill himself that night. My heart hurts now, thinking what could have been. We asked his parents over to tell them what his sister had done. They seemed concerned and all that bull. But they have basically stopped talking to my husband and think that he should just forgive his sister and move on like nothing ever happened. He no longer speaks to his parents or sister. He realized that just because they are his parents it doesn't mean they have the right to make him miserable. He is doing very well. He has more and more good days to bad. He has triggers like phone calls and holidays. We are going on a mini holiday during the time we would be spending with his family this Christmas, but nothing like before. I'm so, so proud of him and his strength and I love him more every day. If you are perusing this tome, you are skilled at loading more comments. We'll begin with the TL. Doctor, ex-wife put on show. Bamboozled silverback. Ruination all around. I was introduced to my ex by a mutual friend. She was taking a break from classes because her parents stopped paying her tuition. Academic reasons. My ever-growing student loan net wept for her in secret. I didn't really understand because her parents were very well off. Exceptionally well off. We dated for 2.5 years before marriage. We lived together for 6 months before we tied the knot. We moved in together and her parents furnished our whole house and paid off her car. She was always coming home with clothes and shoes, handbags and jewelry. It was always on sale or a friend had repaid an old loan. Spoiled little rich girl shit. Meanwhile, I have completely surrendered the finances to her. Never laid eyes on a bill. After 6 months of wedded bliss I'm lounging about her parents man's. 4th of July perhaps. Her sisters are home from school. Everybody is having a dashing time when mom starts nagging her about going back to school. Turns out, mommy and daddy cut off her college monies because she was taking out student loans in addition to the money they were paying. Second kick to the matrimonial dick wife has money issues. Issues that come with numbers that having grown up poor white trash did not prepare me for. She hid that very well. The first sign that a storm was brewing is that she was a nagging hypocrite. I worked full time and went to school full time. At the end of the day I liked to have a beer or two while I did my homework. Maybe three, but I was usually too tired. Beer was what alcoholics drank. I was apparently an alcoholic. She would slow this diagnosis about frequently, all while hammered on wine. But that's different. You can't be an alcoholic if you're guzzling $25 a bottle wine. This started about 3 months into the marriage. After 8 short but glorious months of marriage, our mutual friend stops by to tell me that my wife has been sleeping with her husband since the early days of our relationship. After that battle, it was discerned that she had slept with 11 people outside of our marriage bed, which she told me I was the second person she had slept with. The divorce was easy. She agreed to my terms. For fear of mommy and daddy finding out the truth. I got my things, she hers. My debts were mine, she claimed hers. So I moved one halfway across the country for a job. A job that I didn't get because of my background slash credit history. This is where the secrets get entertaining. 
I had three visas, multiple gas station credit cards, and cards from every retailer in America. To add to all of it, about three weeks after settling in I found out I had herpes. God bless that woman. Not marriage, but after engagement. His father brings us to a meeting to explain to me that my now husband is the 23rd generation firstborn son since the beginning of the family, thus insinuating that I would be fucked if I didn't give birth to a boy. We have a daughter. Edit. Wow, this blew up. For your record, my husband's father's family is from Korea, not China. It seems to be a rural Asian thing, because my great-grandmother, who is Japanese, experienced something more or less similar. My dad's side is Vietnamese, and gives zero fucks, as long as the baby is healthy, and has all limbs attached, yes, this is a thing. Yes, we are both aware of how science works. My husband didn't know about his family history, apparently it's only revealed when the son gets a wife, nor does he care. We still have the smartest, sweetest, and badassest child ever. I didn't learn this until after 17 years of marriage. My wife passed away. At the funeral I met her ex-husband, her 22-year-old son who she hadn't seen for 19 years, and her other 20-year-old son who she gave up for adoption from a different father. I never knew any of them existed until the night before the funeral when her best friend asked if I minded if they came. Yes, it was awkward. She never had spoken of them. The closest she came to admitting it was when we were dating and she said, don't believe a word my sister says, she tells everyone that I'm divorced and had two kids. 17 years later I found out that was the truth. Edit, obligatory crap this blew up. She had died suddenly, so I was in shock at the funeral, and uh, didn't want to be a dick, and not let them pay their respects, and b, I wasn't really in a clear mind, that day and just said, sure, and hi, sorry to meet like this. We dated for 2 years before getting married, and I only met her mom and sister. Her parents had been divorced after her dad beat her, so I never met him. Her sister was on probation for embezzlement, and was a huge liar. That's for another time, her mom passed away after we got married and her sister ended up going to prison, so no, we never interacted with any other of her family. We were married 10 years before we had a daughter and at no time with the doctor, in my presence, did she indicate that she had been through any of this before. Needless to say, I have trust issues now, although I haven't been in any other relationships yet. My daughter was young when my wife passed, so I didn't tell her any of this now, but I will when she gets older and is capable of understanding. And yes, I'm doing fine. I was angry with my wife on many levels when she passed, but she left me with a beautiful daughter that made up for everything else. And I'm doing okay now. She's really bad at swimming. I discovered this on a honeymoon. While we were about 100 yards from shore when she started having a panic attack. Edit. There were some questions asking how something like this could happen so let me clarify. My wife grew up with a swimming pool, so she's comfortable in water. We are from NJ, so we've been in the ocean plenty of times. On this occasion, we were in Ohu. We had a catamaran excursion booked in the evening that left from Waikiki Beach. So we were hanging out in a bar in Honolulu for a bit. Our waitress, Linda, asked where we were from, 
and when we told her New Jersey, she got excited, telling us that she grew up there and just moved to Oahu a year earlier. She said she had a friend from home coming out the next day and they were going to the electric beach to swim out to a swimming with the dolphins excursion. She invited us to join her, and we said yes. We had snorkel gear, and she brought flippers for us. A note about this beach, it's called the electric beach, because across the highway from it is a power plant. The actual shoreline, where you could enter the water was only maybe 20 foot wide. Of this 20 foot stretch, half the left side had large rocks sticking out of the water, so we had a very narrow gap to enter. The left side was bounded by a rock wall and the right side was a cinder block wall. The cinder block wall was there to separate where the power plant releases its cooling water into the ocean. There were many hazard signs on the wall telling you not to go in the water. Whatever. No big deal. Anyway, we get to the beach and we meet Linda and her friend and they give us the flippers. My wife and I had snorkeled before but always off of a boat, and we've always had a life preserver on. We'd never just waded into the ocean with flippers. As we walk out, there were some decent sized waves, big enough that without the flippers you'd get nowhere. We start to swim out, and my wife is going very slowly. I see that she's kinda spinning her legs like a doggy paddle instead of slowly kicking up and down. Her hands aren't helping too much. I ask if she wants to go back, because she's having a lot of trouble, but she says she'll stick with it. As we're heading further out towards the swimming with the dolphins boat, my wife tells me that it seems like she's not going anywhere. It turns out that the excursion was over and the boat was leaving, so we didn't realize how far we'd gone out. We turn around and we she sees how far out into the ocean she is. She has a full-on panic attack and starts hyperventilating. I remember thinking oh fuck, and my wife is going to drown on a honeymoon. I didn't want to grab her and pull her in because my sister was a lifeguard for a few summers and told me that when people panic they can cause the lifeguard to drown in a desperate attempt to stay up. Instead, I just tell me wife to look at me and to just bob up and down by scissoring your legs back and forth very slowly. I show her with my fingers. She's having trouble with that because of the panic attack, so I start breathing in and out very slowly and visibly, while telling her to do the same. We start to slowly swim back with me coaching her. When we make it back, to sure it's the most relieved I've ever been in my life and I need to sit down for a few minutes to get my heart to stop pounding out of my chest. Later, Linda's friend gets back to shore and tells us a story of how a few months ago they went hiking on some unmarked path in the jungle at night and had to get airlifted out. That explained a lot. The next day I spent a few hours at our resort teaching my wife how to swim with flippers and when we go on an official snorkeling excursion later that week she does fine. That she was a bank robber. She told me she had saved up $700 from working summer jobs and babysitting while in high school. We get married and get on our way to Branson, honeymoon capital of America, am I right? On the way, she confesses to me that she did not in fact save up $700 from part-time jobs. She admits she has saved up over $7,000 from her jobs. So, we go on an extravagant for me, week-long spending spree of a honeymoon. We do everything. 
helicopters, boat rentals, every show, see a souvenir we buy it, oh a quilt, $500, sure, we spent over $6,500 extra on this trip, we get home on a Sunday afternoon, we both have to return to work the next morning, there are several messages on the answering machine, this was in 2000, before either of us had cell phones, the third or fourth message plays, it is her boss from the bank she works at telling her to contact him at once, that there is an issue they need to discuss, and leaves a number. Up to this point, I'm in the dark, but by Monday morning it has all hit the fan. I learned that there was no mysterious savings account from high school. I learned that she had been transferring money from a couple large accounts on a regular basis into her own account. The total was somewhere north of $7,700. The bank was pissed, the clients were pissed, the authorities were already neck deep this, and they were scary, to say the least. After several meetings, it was decided that, if we made full restitution, the bank would not press felony charges. So, we now have one unemployed wife who is likely UN employable, one scared husband desperately trying to get his bank thieving wife a job anywhere, and one debt, due immediately, for $7,700. We gather all the money left over, borrow $500 from her parents, $5,500 from mine, and my next paycheck. You wanna know stress? Ask your parents to help you pay back money your new wife stole from a bank. We get the bank paid back by the end of the week. After several weeks, things have died down some. She is working at McDonald's, I pulled strings with manager friends, and we have begun paying back the parents. We actually don't hear anything for a while and the immediacy of the crime has subsided. In fact, it wasn't until 2002 that we were contacted to appear in court. We were still young and ignorant, so we get lucky here. The feds were easy to work with. The bank didn't make a huge deal about it since the money was returned. It is a small town bank, two branches total, so somehow we avoided any real heavy issues. We took the advice of some guy who represented the bank, and really we just wanted this part of our lives to be over, so we would have done anything. She went into court, sins lawyer, and plead guilty to a class C misdemeanor. The judge gave her two years probation and the restriction of never working at an FDIC establishment. And this is how my life as a married man began. TL, doctor, wife robbed a bank. We spent it all on a honeymoon. I found out when we got back home. Edited to update. Well, thank you everyone for your words of support and encouragement. And, thank you kind stranger for the gold. I want to take a minute to answer some questions and address some concerns. First, yes, I know it wasn't robbery. And, yes, bank robber sounds more dramatic than embezzler. But when did enhanced drama and wordplay get outlawed on reddit? But really, I kid. It's all good. Second, yes, my mother-in-law is a great woman. But she is a meow, not a milf. No chance of sneaking downstairs for sexy time ever happening. Third, the divorce was delayed because of her pregnancy. It was delayed initially while she underwent some surgery on my insurance. I didn't want her stuck with thousands of dollars in bills. That would have just hurt her ability to provide the kids a quality life. Fourth, the kids wasn't mine. It came out the wrong color. Plus the father signed paperwork and did the test. 
He didn't fight paternity. Oh, and the kids was born under my insurance. I guess it was a good thing, because she was put on bed rest and then confined to the hospital for the last 8 weeks of the pregnancy. She been on bed rest for my two girls. Fifth, I did do some smart things. I convinced her it would be cheaper to divorce with just one lawyer. So she said to pick one and she'd pay half. That meant he was my lawyer looking after my best interests. So I can away with the girls with 50 over 50 custody, they use my address as their legal residence, attend school in my district, and I pay no child support or alimony. I kept the house, my belongings and my girls. Ultimately, I would like to think she and I would make better choices if we had it to do over. But I wouldn't trade or change a thing because I have two wonderful daughters from her. She lives one town over, the girls stay there two or three nights a week. We get along decently, but I do limit my interactions as much as possible. Generally, it consists of dropping the kids off in the other's driveway, and then once a month she pays for half of the kids' insurance. I have them covered. She reimburses me. Found out about a year after we were married, when we went to buy a house. We were both in our 30s, and I had already bought and sold a house before. Took us well over a year to find the exact house we wanted and applied for a mortgage. I thought it would be a slam dunk and I was floored when the bank called and said our application for a mortgage was rejected. I asked for an appointment to find out why. We both went in to see the loan officer. The conversation went about like this. We take both spouses incomes and credit history into account when applying for a mortgage. Your incomes together met the threshold for getting this mortgage. You're pointing at me. Credit history is almost flawless. There is a slight issue that happened three years ago with a late payment, but that is nothing to be concerned about. However you're pointing at my wife. Credit history is an issue. And he pulls out sheet after sheet after sheet of credit issues with my wife. Late payments after non-payments after credit card after credit card. It seemed like it went on forever. She just stared forward the entire time. We had to apply for a mortgage using solely my income. Before we started living together I thought she was just normal when it came to financials. She drove an old car from the late 90s she shared a flat with a friend. She wasn't flashy. Then after we moved in together and things got serious I met her parents. And I thought well this is odd her parents live in this large house in a great neighborhood and have a really nice classic car. So after we get married and we are spending more time with her father, sadly her mother passed away just after we got married. It became clear that she actually had quite rich parents and they had lots of homes both in our country and abroad and that they had a lot of money in my wife's name and every few years she would get a piece of it released. The whole time before we got married I thought I was the one with the money as I had a great job, but it turned out she has much more money than I do. If I was to ballpark it just from the assets she has in her name she is probably worth 9x more than me. And that doesn't include all the homes that her dad is intending to leave her when he passes away. With everything I'm aware of combined it could end up being several million dollars. I have no idea what the tax implications are for receiving all that I imagine we would need to sell almost everything she gets when her dad dies, just to pay the inheritance taxes on it. The way I feel about that particularly, her father passing in the future and us getting that wealth, 
I'd rather have her dad around. We have two little girls that adore him, he is a lovely grandfather and a great person. I wish money could bring back her mother as that is a huge source of heartache and depression for my wife. It was only a few years ago so it still hurts a lot. Finding out she had more money than me even just from the endowments was surprising. I didn't think oh well now we can go spending money, like we are the monopoly man. I did feel emasculated at first but that's petty our marriage is a union of equal parts, and it doesn't really matter who brings more money into it. Since we've had kids all I really want is for them to be happy and healthy and money helps us facilitate those goals. Thank you so much for watching the whole video. Please leave a like and subscribe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.